The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs and business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're also giving back to the community, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking to make the most of yourself and your business, then you will want to stay tuned for the next hour. Here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com and CC1Consulting.com. I'm delighted to be back with you for yet another week uh, on this show. Um, I'd like to firstly start, as I always do, really, and say thanks to my guest last week, Doug Dorbury, and also best of luck to him with his book launch uh, next week. Um, Doug was talking about um, about you know how to run your business in a very practical way, and it was really great to get feedback from people who'd found the interview really valuable. And also, I'd like to say a thank you to Lorraine Palmer. She dropped a note on my Be More Cheap More Facebook page, saying that she'd now had a new perspective on invoicing. And I don't know what uh, specifically that was, but um, you know, I think there was an interesting take there about getting your invoices in promptly to your customer because actually you're doing them a disservice by not doing it. I know. I personally get frustrated when suppliers don't send me invoices and they accumulate up. I personally rather pay promptly and on time. Uh, also, just a, a quick mention to Sarah Beth Roper, who supports my marketing here, and also Steve Re- uh, Reynolds, and to wish them a wonderful wedding and future together uh, tomorrow. So after a really busy week, including lots of speeches and mentoring, I've been doing some interviewing corporate clients on video, I've been to a conference, I've got you know, various messages and things and learnings uh, ringing through my head. Um, one of those is that you've got to be the best version of yourself. And I think when you're, you're standing up and speaking, as I do, you know, being yourself is really important, not trying to be somebody else. And I sort of took that learning away uh, this week when I probably slightly erred to a different style, which wasn't quite me. It went really well, but I wasn't 100% happy. I think just being that authentic um, you is really helpful. Um, And secondly, whatever your passion, you've always got to focus, if you've got a a business, on being a great entrepreneur. Really successful people are good at what they do. Maybe for me, it's uh, it's sort of speaking and things, but actually, a really successful business is is developed by great entrepreneurial skills. Otherwise, you can end up broke. Um, but of course, these things take time. And I've often been asked if there are proven shortcuts to harness success in your business or personal life. And my response to that is that there are processes for success. However, like planting an acorn, the results do take time to grow. It's the law of cause and effect. You've got to give things time to kind of respond. And Tanya Manrenick, my guest today, however, proves that things can be done quickly. And she's someone who certainly seems to be her authentic self. And she's highly in demand as an international speaker. Um, she's an entrepreneur. Uh, she's also she's spoken at the House of Lords, the European Parliament. She's visited 10 Downing Street. Yet just three years ago, Tanya was an unknown single mother of three who'd achieved none of this. Deserted by her father at birth and believing she was the cause of a marriage breakdown, Tanya became another troublesome kid on the block. As a rebel teen, she 
messed with drugs and alcohol and by the age of 21 was under the spell of a violent man who abandoned her, her just before she gave birth to their baby. Determined to turn her life around and create success, she founded the Oyster Club in 2010, London's most exciting and stylish business networking club. Last year, in just six weeks from conception to implementation, she founded the Love Brigade, helping London's homeless. In demand as an international speaker, Tanya and I are going to discuss a story and how the star principle turned her life around and now enables her to, enables others to do the same. So a big welcome to Tanya Manrenick. Gosh, what a fabulous introduction. Thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here. Good to, good to speak to you. And you, you've got quite, quite, a, quite a story. I mean, when we, we talked and we're planning this show, I have to say there's, I've heard lots and lots of stories, obviously, but there's few that have had me completely uh, gasp with surprise because um, I've known you for a little while, but I didn't know all this about you. And so I wonder if you could maybe tell us a little bit about your background and, and how the STAR principle came about. Well, I think we're all born with massive potential and um, we're all born with the same chances, really. And things happen to us in, in our lives as we go along. And somehow... Some of us become convinced that our destiny is already planned and perhaps we're not supposed to be winners or perhaps we're not supposed to be achievers. And um, I liken it a bit to Ludo, which is a, it's a dice game. I don't know if you've ever played Ludo. Yeah. It's after, you have to throw a six to get on the board. And some kids, are convinced, I'm sorry, that's my cuckoo clock and I forgot to turn off the cuckoo, oh. forgive me. <laughs> it's a great sound effect. <laughs> so some kids are convinced that they'll never get that six and some kids just know it's a matter of so many throws before they'll get one. And basically the star principle is about realising that we all have the same chances in, in life. And we have to make them happen. Um, and that we can do this through understanding our story. So that's our past, our future and our here and now. Increasing our level of tenacity. Um, maintaining uh, audacity, so li living an audacious life. Uh, finding our rightness, so our sense of purpose and acting with right nowness, so that's taking action, immediate action, not waiting for things. Mm. But tell us a little bit about so tell us a little bit about you and in, in kind of your words, because uh, you know I described what what happened, um, but I think there's no better way of hearing it than from you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I'll, I'll do my best to give you a quick whistle stop tour. Um, as you said. Uh, my father left when I was a few weeks old. Um, he, the, my, my birth was to, my mother wanted to have a baby to sort of try and save a broken down marriage. And it's never a good move. And uh, clearly it didn't work because he left. And that's not to say that she didn't love me and still does very much. But... Unfortunately, I uh, overheard a conversation. I knew that that 
those were my circumstances and it left me feeling that you know my father didn't want me and I don't really work I'm not I didn't do what I was supposed to do I didn't I was the I, I was a failure and so I grew up I think with a low self-esteem and an incredible shyness and I was really quite an introvert although um that wasn't necessarily displayed to the outside world. You can be an introvert and live as an extrovert. It is completely possible, I believe. Anyway, my mother sent me off for drama lessons to try and come out of my shell to encourage me to do that. And uh, it, it did work in many ways, but it's a very funny world and uh, things happened to me along the way that um, just kept me feeling that... Uh, things that I was unlucky and because of that I went on quite a downward spiral and by the time I was a teenager I was taking drugs on a daily basis and living in London it's easily done and I just had a life really where I thought that this was my destiny. It was what I was supposed to do. I was, I hung around with toxic people, people who weren't kind to me. Um, and I did some really crazy things and it culminated at 21 when I met a very violent, um, criminal and he was very much like a Svengali because he was 30 years my senior and I uh, fell for him. I fell under his spell. And um, my family disowned me because of my relationship with him. And uh, he became my um, tormentor, my abuser. And I was in a very unhappy place. And I was also uh, pregnant with his baby. And so it was, it was a tough time for me. Mm. time and uh, I thought there was no way out and I w to cut a long story short there there was there was some light at the end of the tunnel and uh, I came out of that situation to go on and get married to someone else and um, I had two more children and I lived um a, life, a conventional housewife in suburbia kind of life because I thought that that would make me happy. But I got to a, a point where I realized that I was not living according to my values and that my sense of purpose was not being uh, realized. And there was so much more that I could do with my life and that up until that point, I had existed and I was being done to, not doing for myself. And I wanted to get out and make a difference and make my life begin. And so that's exactly what I did. Excellent. So, so I mean, was there a specific turning point? Did you read something or that kind of inspired you? Or were you, were you busy studying things and learning about business and things like that before you made the move? Or did you literally just make the change and then start thinking 
Not exactly. I always had quite entrepreneurial leanings. I had a sandwich business when I was about 13 or 14. And uh, I used to go about selling sandwiches on the weekend. And then I had a market stall. So I always wanted to do things for myself. And uh, that side of things always fascinated me. But my entrepreneurial endeavours as a married woman tended to get rather sidelined. And so um, I did study I, because I, I took myself off to do a foundation course in humanities. So that covered history and philosophy and um, all those sorts of lovely subjects, art. Um, and I knew that there was... That, that I would always be um, a forever student. And so I, I was happy with that. And as for was there a specific time, I think I could feel that um, it's it's not easy to describe it as a midlife crisis. I wouldn't say it was exactly that, but my lovely friend Jo Simpson, who speaks on values, calls it a spiritual awakening. And I think it's something like that, where I reached a certain point in my life and I asked myself some very deep and uh, probing questions. Um, and in fact, there was a time where I walked into my kitchen and I looked around me and I and I thought, it's another day where I make another dinner. And um, if I was to just disappear, I don't think anyone would really notice. I mean, of course my kids would. But what difference have I actually made to anyone's life at this point? And why am I wasting my life? And I did stand in the middle of the kitchen just ha having a sort of a, a small internal awakening I wouldn't call it a crisis because it was an amazing feeling of you know Tanya you can choose anything you don't have to do this you are the wonderful thing about living in the western world is that we're so free we are free to make choices every single day of our lives and we've got we've got access to education media to learning to meeting people and it's all at the touch of a button and there's really no reason why if you have this burning desire to 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 be more you can't just go and get on with it and that's what i did actually you could even be more to achieve more tanya yeah <laughs> <laughs> so how, how did this, how did these experiences lead you to creating the oyster club it was exactly that that led me to the Oyster Club because um, a friend of mine suggested I started off my new life by networking and I'd go to different events and I couldn't believe how kind of laboring they all were and that there were some things missing from most networking events like fun and luxury and I knew that I wanted to bring inspirational people to me and attract them to me and driven people, aspirational people, achieving people, creative people. The only way I could get these people to me into my life was to host events myself. And so I started to um, create drinks events 
and get people to come along to my club. And what I did was I took the pressure off of off, uh, people having to make referrals and I made it much more social and business. And now the Oyster Club is the only social working club in London that's why we're so popular because we managed to create a synergy between business and social networking excellent and it's, so is that why you think it's been so popular yes I, I definitely think that um, the reason it's so popular is because it's the only club in London that actually brings people together without the pressure of a of, of, a kind of forced business scenario. We we try to make it as light-hearted as possible because that's where the business gets done. It has become incredibly successful because we get this great synergy between social and business networking at the drinks events that we run, the monthly drinks events. And because anyone can attend this, uh, they don't have to be a member. They can just come to an event. It's only £15. It's really easy to get access. I host it in um, Home House, which is a private members club. So we're in really luxurious surroundings. And and it's wonderful because I managed to put people together and create incredible um, business relationships and um, and friendships. And they're enduring because people come back time and time again because there's no pressure excellent and so after the break we're going to talk about get into the really the key principles behind the star principle and i just uh, i just briefly summarize them because you before we go because you listed them i've got that you understand your story um you need to decide what you really want from your future there's tenacity audacity rightness right nowness and then about having fun so after the break let's come back and let's really explore those and what they mean and why they've made a difference to you you tanya and will make a difference for other people so we'll be back again in just a couple of minutes so do join us again shortly when it comes to business you'll find the experts here Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one to one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
We spend 70% of our week in the office. What is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it? The number one motivator is a positive work environment. And that's where Real Recognition Radio comes in. Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace, such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune in to Real Recognition Radio, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of bemoreachievemore.com, and I'm with Tanya Manrenick. We're talking about the STAR principle and Tanya's, Tanya's story and how it kind of was created. So, Tanya, let's uh, move into those different aspects of the star. So, the first one was about understanding your story. So, how should you go about understanding your story? And I'm sort of particularly wondering as well, you know, if, if what to do if there are areas of your life that you just really don't want to go back into. Right. Uh, I think that first of all, before we, well, I think what we have to say is that we are who we are because of our story and not in spite of it. I think story is a really important thing that we respect and honor our past because it makes us who we are. And the the more we can understand that and, and move on because of it, we realize that we're strengthened by it. You know, a samurai sword is bashed and burned before it becomes sharp and true. And that's the same with us. And there's no point running away from your past or denying your past because it sits there whatever happens. The only thing that you are is really what what happened to you. And so love who you are because of your past, but learn and grow from it. Great. So, so you're not advocating is, you know, some people advocate going back in and talking about the issues and that sort of thing. Are you just saying accept it, learn from it, and uh, realize that all of those things, I love the samurai sword analogy, by the way, sharpen the sword. Yeah. I'm saying definitely go back, definitely um, examine what's happened to you, learn some lessons from it, don't deny who you are or run away from your past or try and, you know, put it, away somewhere stuff it under the carpet or hide it in a cupboard because we just are who we are and that's beautiful mm. it's uh it, it, it 
you know, we really do, often the kind of jewels and the gifts come from our story, don't they? Mm. Um, you know, and people often have uh, real dips and problems and then they can, you know, they develop a business out of, out of what they learned during it. It's um, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, it's interesting because especially if you have come a long way and if you've been on a journey, it's all more uh, special because, you know, we're fighters, we're warriors. We've, you know, we've strengthened ourselves. We've got through our life with, you know, I'm so proud of who who I am now. Um, And I look at people around me, uh, some of the inspirational speakers who, who I now speak with on the same circuit, and they've got incredible stories of overcoming adversity and moving on. And each time I hear one, I realize how important it is to understand our story and to grow from it. And the other thing is, um, the, I had a, a house. And I'll tell this very briefly, but it's quite important. There were conifers growing by the side of the house and they were taking the light away. And we had a tree surgeon come and have a look at these trees to, you know, with a view to cutting them down to allow the light in both mine and my neighbor's property. And he said that if we cut the trees uh, down very quickly, what happens is the roots always match the the size of the tree. So the roots would shrink back really, really quickly. And what happens is you create a void where the roots were under the footings of your house. And therefore, you compromise the very foundations on which your house is built. And you can create heave that way. And it's much better to deal with the trees more slowly. And this is a perfect analogy for how we deal with our story in our life. We cannot run away or cut that out and pretend it didn't happen because it is mm. who we are. That Those are the roots. Those are the foundations of what makes us so special. So we don't want to do that. Mm. So, so what do you, moving on, what do you mean by what, what you really want from your future and how you discover it? Right. So that's your, so you, once you've really got comfortable with your past and you've accepted your past, you need to look at your future because it gives you direction um, for where you want to go. Uh, and I, I talk about the day that you die, not in a morbid way, but what you really want to see all around you when it comes to the end of your days. And I like to do this as a visual exercise. So if you imagine there are photographs all around you of your achievements and the people around you who you love, who and what are in those pictures? So, for example, when I look around mine, I've got my, my beautiful children and they're happy and they're settled and they're successful in whatever success happens to mean for them they have it um i look at the amazing people who i've met in my life influential people achieving people who have surrounded me and have made me feel so special and there are all the amazing places i've visited and some of these places i've already done and some of these places are into the future so for example i'm looking 
when I close my eyes at uh, the Inca Trail. Like I'm going there in March, so it's still in the future, but it's in my in my eyes when I close them. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yes. It's it's in my past, and it's a wonderful place to go. Yes. So I can see books I've written. I can see people I've helped. I can see happy memories created. I can see great things I've done with the Love Brigade, the, the uh, homeless charity you already kindly mentioned. Um, and all those things are pictures in my future that I will uh, create. It's a bit like um, a zip code or a postcode. So if you don't put one on, your letter is not necessarily going to get where it needs to go. If you add that zip code with beautiful pictures of where you want to be, you have you have a greater chance of achieving those dreams and making them reality. I think it's a really nice, nice uh, thing to do because uh, you know, a lot of people have vision boards and things, but maybe not don't vision quite as far out as that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, time passes quicker it seems to as you get a bit older, yes. and then you know, one day we will be there. It might not seem that long, and and. Uh, Actually, it's nice to think about what's around you and make sure that you've nurtured the relationships that are important. Yeah, that's really important. And then what I I wanted to say is that the problem we have um, with why we don't get on and achieve things is because some of us stay in our past story. And we don't, and what happens is if somebody um, hurt us, uh, we don't trust, or if a business failed, we don't have the confidence to go ahead and try another one. And then equally, we have people who live in their future story, and they say they can't be happy until they have so a certain amount of money in their bank account, or until they meet their perfect life partner, or until they have kids, or their kids grow up, or whatever. So you have people in these two camps you have people living in their past and not really accepting that you know their future may not necessarily be like that and you have people living for the future instead of living in their here and now and understanding that here and now is the perfect time it's the only place you can actually affect right now isn't it yes so makes sense to spend time in it and make sure that every every moment counts it's a, it's a gift well, I, I, it is a gift i think once you get your head around that and you stop worrying about what will be because you know that you're taking great steps every day to achieve everything that you want in that day and you are going to head in that direction and for, for me, I think that um, it, when you do that, just there is a sense of calmness because there's a realization that when you do everything that you know you can, everything in your power, you don't have that sense of worry anymore because you've, you're doing all you can. Mm. Mm. So... Uh, you, the next, the next point that you talked about was tenacity with me, mm-hmm. and you know, if you're somebody without, in your opinion, lots of tenacity, what do you do to find it? 
Well, tenacity is all about focus, laser focus. And that comes from passion. So first of all, you have to really understand what you want. And you have to be clear on what you want. You will never, ever drive things forward with great, huge amounts of tenacity if you're not passionate. So first, firstly, you have to discover what that is because anything, relationships, business, anything that you, you want to um, be successful at requires huge amounts of energy and you need to be tenacious to, to really step up and make that happen. And the opposite is apathy, yeah, of passion. I would say the opposite mm. is apathy. And what happens is there are lots and lots of toxins that cause apathy. There are the obvious ones like excessive alcohol or taking drugs or you know, leading a really unhealthy lifestyle, a sedentary lifestyle, not taking enough exercise, eating really bad food on a regular basis. All of those things are the obvious toxins to things that perhaps people might not be, um, might not be measuring, like too much television. That's a toxin because what that does is it detracts from your focus. If you spend hours and hours watching television or reading tabloids, or, you know, uh, staying too long on social media, those things as well will take you away from your focus and your vision of what you really want. And then the, the next big toxin are toxic friends. Now, I know that we all have that friend who, you know when that, the phone goes and you kind of look and you sigh and you think, Oh, I don't want to pick the phone up. Mm. That's that really annoying friend again. Well, actually, there's no reason why you have to keep that friendship going because anybody that drags you down is a toxin. And the thing, the way to really assess whether somebody is a toxic friend in your life is just imagine yourself in your dream home, in your absolute dream room of your home so for some people that's their kitchen for some people it's their garage if they're like you know shed men for some people it's their beautiful library for me it certainly is and I'm picturing how beautiful that room is decorated exactly the way I want it and I'm inviting that friend in and if I think that that friend is anything less than thrilled for me that's not a friend Hmm. What, what if uh, what, I'm just just sort of wondering there? There's probably some people listening into this, and they're thinking, "Well, you know, that's all that's all right to say that, and I can really get that with friends who you can choose." But you know, family can also okay, so, toxic too. So, what what about family? With family, what you have to do is um, you have to turn down in your inner voice the level of which they're having impact on you. So we can't all run away from our family. I appreciate that. Um, but we can reduce the effect they have on us by, by avoiding spending too much 
of your valuable time discussing your hopes and dreams. You don't have to. There is no law that says you must discuss everything. And um, I did this. I had to create some distance, even though it was it was hard, because sometimes your own family will tell you you can't do this and you can't do that. And at the end of the day, remember when I told you about you're on your deathbed? Are you going to say, well, it was this one's fault and that one's fault as to why I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve? Because sometimes people stop you. So you need to take responsibility for that. And even if people are your family, you have to remember if they're causing you disbelief in yourself, you're going to have to find ways to reduce the impact that has. And that is the same as the biggest toxin, which is your own inner voice telling you you can't do things, that voice of doubt. And the only way that you can quieten that voice of doubt is to practice incantations, affirmations, and meditate to make the voice that says, I can, become louder. And, um, and that helps with family stuff too. And that might sound a bit woo-woo, especially on a, on a business uh, station, <laughs> but it's the only way I could build my business. Every day I told myself, I'm really good at this. I'm really good. I am strong. I am powerful. I'm going to create something amazing today. Today is the day. You know, there are all sorts of things that you can do. I've got lists and lists of affirmations. And when I take clients through this on the mentoring program, we create bespoke affirmations to practice every morning. And the best way to do them is while you're taking in some really deep breaths. So usually a power walk or going for a swim because anything gets the blood moving around you while you're thinking positive thoughts just sets you off on such a positive track. Yeah, you know, we were just about to go to commercial break now, and I think those things are valuable. But for me, I also find you know reading literature, which is really which is is positive and, and challenges my beliefs because I think your beliefs sit underneath, and you know sometimes if you're saying affirmations. Uh, but you don't underneath believe them, then actually, rather than trying to knock them out, actually working on your sort of judgment and your your views around them, I, I also find in conjunction being helpful. I don't know. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. In conjunction, I would I would wholeheartedly agree. But I would also take you up on on the whether you believe it or not, because I don't think any of us, when we first start doing this, think that you know it always feels strange and alien, but. The more you do it, the better it becomes and the more you believe it. So even if you don't believe it, and I've taken people through this, even when you don't believe it, by saying them daily, they start to sound true. Mm -hmm. And the self-talk diminishes. Yes, absolutely. So it must be, I, don't, I don't have much self-talk negative these days, but I've spent that long <laughs> working on myself, um, so which is uh, so it get less, I find. Isn't that great? Mm. Yeah. So it just shows you that it doesn't actually work. And then when we kind of recharge our batteries and we do it again, it comes to us very naturally at that point. So we're going to go to commercial break now, and we shall be back with you again in just a couple of minutes, and we shall talk about audacity. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One to one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel or listen on demand to our archived shows. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be, or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kirk Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchievemore.com and CC1Consulting.com. I'm with Tanya Man Rennick. If you've got any comments about the show, do drop me an email because it's uh, wonderful to hear from people and get uh, your opinions. Um, so, Tanya, uh, tell me about audacity. Well, leading an audacious life gives you so much more possibility to achieve than if you don't lead an audacious life. So there are three C's in audacity for me, and they are courage, confidence, and chutzpah. And yes, that does begin with a C. <laughs> <laughs> and they all, they're very closely related, but they're all around the central theme of leading an audacious life. And, um, for example, I was very shy and I hated uh, doing any public speaking or, in fact, even being, you know, in a very public situation used to worry me greatly. And when I first started networking, I was at um, a Christmas lunch event and I took part in a raffle and I 
and it was to raise money for a charity and they and I they were doing a draw you know um uh to win a bottle of wine or something like that and I remember sitting at my table thinking please don't let it be me because if they pull my number out I'll have to walk across the room in front of all these people to collect my bottle of wine and that's how shy I was mm. and they pulled my number um, out <laughs> <laughs> and I had to go and collect this bottle of wine and when I got home I asked myself if that's how I wanted to live the rest of my life and was that really serving me and how am I going to go on and achieve all the things that I really really want unless I overcome uh, my fear of public speaking and I knew that it was something I had to deal with and overcome so audacity is about taking control of your own life and not allowing those fears we're not born with those fears apparently we're born with two fears uh, loud noises and falling and I'm not convinced that babies have a fear of falling because they don't know about falling until someone drops them and hopefully we don't drop our babies too often so I'm not convinced all of these things are learned fears and we have to unlearn them mm. I have to tell, tell you a very brief story uh, I, I was it just reminded me of something I a few years ago, a client of mine invited me to to see a rugby match, and it was a it was with the Leicester Tigers, which is a big rugby team in the United Kingdom, and they had a they had uh, some sort of a, a raffle or something, and my wife entered it, and she doesn't like going up and doing those sorts of things. So what she did is she actually her name she was so shy she she put the name of Sharon, who is our was our babysitter for the day. Um, at the front are some England rugby players and also some of the Tigers players and the manager and that sort of thing. They call out Sharon's name and she refuses to go and sends me. So I have to go and see these, go and get the prize as Sharon. <laughs> absolute hysterics and they, you know, and the rugby players are having an absolute field day. So yeah, it uh, brings back a, a quite a funny memory that one. <laughs> Great, because wasn't wasn't John Wayne really Shirley? Yes, that's right. Yes, but uh, I wouldn't have that fear anymore now because nothing can be worse than going up to get a prize off rugby players with the name of Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's such a great story. <laughs> that's wonderful. So tell me about, so, about rightness then, and how you achieve it. Rightness is your sense of purpose in life, because. We all at some point ask ourselves the big question, why am I here? What is the point of this? And um, our, it's, our, it's our own conscience that has to answer that. So rightness begins from um, every day when I, I've, I've put myself to bed at night, I need to ask myself the question, did I do everything that I could to live a right life 
today. And that means following your own moral code of conduct. And loosely speaking, it would be, you know, perhaps addressing if you lie or if you gossip or, you know, if you're cheating on someone, your, your soul will bank that. And it stops you from being illuminated from within because you carry guilt, which kind of brings your aura back inside of you rather than allowing you to shine. Um, it's about things from the very small things like whether you recycle, you know, avoiding parking in a disabled bay, that kind of thing, all the way up to how you function in society, what you give back to your community. Do you mentor anyone? Do you, how do you give back? How do you help yourself and help those around you? So your sense of rightness is really all about purpose, your bigger purpose, your, your values, where you stand in the world, how you feel about your life spiritually. And it's answering those Big questions. Mm. That's an interesting. I, was, I, I remember. I think there was something. Uh, something mentioned by. Um, I, I'm not a, don't have a religious sort of leaning of any any kind, but there was something I read about the the Pope. I think he'd said that it's okay not to believe in in God, but just live by your own moral code if you choose to. Um, mm. I think there's something. There's definitely something in that. Is that um, you know there's a sense of what's right and what's wrong, and if we lead every day like that, then we're going to have uh, more people who trust us and want to work with us, and, and I guess more the more fulfilled we will be. Absolutely. I mean, Mother Teresa said something very similar to to uh, what you just said about the Pope, and I think it's things like I don't know somebody gives you the wrong change, just telling them that they did. That kind of thing, that thing where you feel that you've done the right thing, that you've done a good thing, and, you know, it just raises your vibrations. It makes you into a better person, and you you lead by example. And so it's, if you keep thinking that you've cheated someone in a business deal, you've, you've pulled a fast one in some way or other, what happens is it sits in your conscience and that is you. You are your conscience, whether you, you know, you uh, believe in God or whether you don't. There is the sense of self and that footprint that you leave. There was a, a few weeks ago, I was on holiday and I've got a seven-year-old son and we, we walked past a, a cash machine. I was just about to go and get some money from it. And I noticed that there was probably 50 or 60 pounds of money actually sticking out of it. So wow. Someone hadn't. It was night time as well, so no one could. There was no bank to go and hand it in or anything. And uh, my son sort of said, "Well, what are we going to do with it?" And you know, it was probably about one second when I thought, "Well, you know, I've done this before, and and people have pocketed it." Uh, but straight away, you know, I thought I could, you know, could never never do this. This is a um, terrible impression to leave leave with my son. So, so you know, the best thing we can do is walk past it. And and he was looking back, and a, a lady came to the cash machine, and he watched her. Uh, he watched her um, look very shifty and pocket it. And he was absolutely astonished. <laughs> wow. What a great example to give to your boy. You know, you, you, just, you just couldn't do that. That would have left a message in his head for the rest of his life that it's actually okay to, 
do something like that. You know, I said maybe the lady will come back for it, but uh, yeah, it was clearly someone else got it. But that's, yeah. I couldn't have left that message to him, and I would, you know, wouldn't have felt right if I'd done it anyway. But uh, you know, I'll be completely honest; it did cross my mind for about one or two seconds when I saw it. I think it would cross everyone's mind. I don't think you'd be a human being if it didn't cross your mind. Um, but you took, you made a choice. And you made the right choice and you feel better for it. And that's a perfect example of rightness right there. I'm going to leave um, uh, right now as we kind of talked about that because we've only got about two minutes left. So I think I'd like to, to, to move on to, you know, an area that I know you do very well, which is about bringing more fun into your life and business. So, you know, give me a couple of minutes on your thoughts on that and then before we end the show. Well, the whole star principle sits around the central hub of gratitude. So practicing gratitude and bringing fun into your life is very key. I think we, we've got very serious and we take everything terribly seriously. And, and we need to remember to lighten up and see the fun and see the joy in everything that we do because we are blessed. We really are. We have choices every day. You know, even when we go to the grocery store and we feel like oh gosh it's a slog and I've got to put some stuff in a basket and get home wow aren't we lucky that there's a grocery store there that there are things on the shelf I mean you know that we don't live in a country where we've had to cross a, um, a picket line in a war zone to get to things that we need aren't we lucky that we have some money to pay for the groceries however humble or modest they may be and aren't we lucky that we live in the free world where we can choose any life that we want and become it? So it's just being grateful and joyful and laughing and having fun and taking some time to, to be happy, even if, it's, even if it's just going for a crazy walk and, you know, waking up and smelling the roses. It's, it's all about that. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Do you have a final quick message that you'd like to leave us with? Yeah, I do, because I want to speak about um, the Star Weekend that I'm doing, which is a retreat in Cornwall on the second week of October. So it's all about learning more about the Star Principle in a group with like-minded people, just having a chance to really get immersion and to really okay. drive into these principles. Um that you can get information by going to info at theoysterclub.co.uk. And, you know, if anyone wanted to work with me on my own personal mentoring program, they can do the same. Or come and, come and visit the Oyster Club by visiting the website. Fantastic. We're going to have to leave you there, Tanya. Um, if you've got any questions or feedback, please send them to chris at bemoreachievemore.com or leave them on my Facebook page. Tanya Manrenick, thank you very much indeed. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And the next show uh, next week is uh, with Stephen Gould, who's the Managing Director of Four Times National Pub Group of the Year, Everards. And he's going to talk with me about how to run successful family businesses. And not only does he kind of care for the crown jewels of a business that started in 1849, um, they also have many um, uh, pub tenant businesses and other businesses that they support and help develop. So that'll be a really, really interesting show. So do uh, join me again next week, and thanks once again to Tanya Manrenick. Thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. 
Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, typically 4 p.m. London on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.